Hey, busy business people. I am here today with another entrepreneur taking action, Colleen Biggs. She is the founder of Lead Up for Women, an organization that empowers and encourages women to lead. And I'm going to get the scoop on how she does it. So to kick things off, like you built a pretty good community over there at Lead Up Women. What what was that like building that from the ground up? Yeah, it was um, absolutely from the ground up. I was just leaving corporate America and wanted to create a community and a tribe of women that would be able to not only support me and collaborate with me without, you know, the opposite of competition, but um, be able to introduce me to people, be able to have some strength and some foundation. So, you know, a, a group of women that were powerful that were on the same path I was on. And building Lead Up for Women started with my contact list of people that I had nurtured in networking for over the past 15 years. So it literally started with my email contact list. And I built it from there. And I started doing, you know, luncheons around um, the nation. I didn't even start locally. Many people say, because I live in Arizona, did you start there? Are you in any other states? And I said, I don't even know if how many people are in Arizona that are part of Lead Up for Women because I just started <laughs> nationally, right? I went big. Go big or go home, right? So right. I, I just started contacting um chambers. Um, I would go on Thumbtack to find local leaders, female leaders. And then I would, I would go out on Eventbrite and, and, you know, get, get women to attend a luncheon that was like $75 where they got a lunch. There was a speaker that was a very common thing back in 2019. And I did 10 of those across the United States. And some of them, I would have seven people. Some of them, I would have 45 people attend. And I did that just to build the awareness. And once I got the awareness built, I would just show up everywhere, Christina. Like I was not afraid to network and talk about myself. Um, you can't really see too much of it today, but I have a background um, of banners, you know, um, that, that say that I'm lead up for women. I have magazines, you know, everything and everywhere I go, my back of my car says lead up. So it's very, everyone knows my brand. They know me, they attach it to lead up for women. So the community started building based on me just showing up everywhere. And that's what lead up is built on. It's about being seen, being heard and be invisible. I love that so much. And it's like, I think probably my favorite part of what you just said was that you weren't just online, right? So it's like, we see so many people building communities right now, building Facebook groups is a huge thing. Everybody's creating Facebook groups and they feel like they have to run ads. Like that's the way you have to do it. If you can't get Facebook ads to get people into your Facebook group and build this big Facebook group funnel and have this whole community thing, then it's just not going to work. And it's like, you said, okay, this is what I want to achieve. These are the people that I want to be part of my community. And then I'm just going to go get them. I'm going to do whatever it takes. And I think so many people, like, they underestimate the power of just going and talking to humans. <laughs> That's really how it started. I did not run one Facebook ad. I did not run one Google ad, just so everyone's clear. Um, I do have a Facebook community group, but it's for my members. So I got the members before they joined the group. So yep. it was really about just getting out there and networking in social networks, you know, online. And every time I would meet someone and they would invite me to another networking group, I would go. And now today, three years later, I invite all of my members and always have 
of Lead Up for Women to other communities. So communities that I've been to that have, you know, hundreds of people show up for networking, or I know it's like a speak a place that speakers want to go to get on stages or podcasters want to go to find good guests. I'll say, hey, you guys got to go check out. So I'm constantly attaching other communities to mine so that the women in my community can expand their influence to attract the right clients beyond just one community. That is really smart. And I bet that generates a lot of reciprocity as well. I mean, they're sharing other communities and they're in those communities promoting your community. And it's like, I think people really underestimate the value of building a business around being a helpful human. And it's like, we just need to go connect with people, talk to people. And you'll hear all these like gurus and big business experts will tell you that. They'll be like, you know, quit making avatar worksheets. Go out and go talk to people. Go talk to your (laughs) ideal clients and then make the worksheet. (laughs) Yeah, it's the number one rule for my clients that I work with because I've been coaching for over 22 years. And the number one rule is tell everyone about you, right? But the second one is go make some money. And they're like, well, I got to finish my website and I got to go do this. I'm like, no, you need a client. So go get someone that is going to pay you money for what you do. That's the number one thing you need to do. And how do you do that? You got to go start telling everybody about you so that you can start attracting the right people. But it's I don't like to stay behind a keyboard warrior, build things on the back end. You can get out there and start collecting money. I've made two six-figure businesses without even having a website or a place where they could click to sign up for anything. I sent them an invoice. So, yep. yeah. I think people just undervalue that so, 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 so much. And it's like, I've been in the marketing world for 15 years at a marketing agency. We've got a content uh, marketing agency that works for marketing agencies and got multiple different ventures in the coaching space and things that we do. And it's like, I always tell people like, go get your first 10, maybe 10 customers. Like you don't need marketing until you have 10 customers that are paying you what you're worth and you're delivering the value that you promise mm-hmm. them. Like if you can't get those things right for 10 people, you're not ready for marketing. You're not ready yeah. to pour gas on the fire. You've got other things you need to solve first. Yeah. You know, and I think that's just so crucial. So I love that. Like what were some um, early challenges that you had? Mm. I mean, building a community, you're going out there. I mean, like I can't even imagine time has got to be a huge challenge for you, but like what else? Yeah, I poured all of my time, you know, into the community. And I realized after, you know, the first trek that I did around the United States that it was costing me more money to travel around to all of these places physically with hotel and flight, um, you know, in the venues and the food, it was costing me more than I was gaining, right? So I knew my my message had to be off. And, and I figured, how could I do this faster where I could get into more communities instead of just bringing seven to 40 people together every time just, you know, at a live event. And that was when I decided to start going online and doing videos. And that's when we started the radio show. And I was on a live radio show that I used to run. So I got a lot of awareness through the radio show. But some of the challenges I had were, um, the, number one, people really not knowing who you are when you first start. So I come from the corporate world for 30 years well, where, you know, everyone knows your name in a certain industry. And it you just, you know, there's top 10, top 15 people that everyone seems to know in a certain industry. Then you move from that 
and being an executive to being an entrepreneur. So you go from being paid what you're worth to making no money right right away to realizing like, wait, my worth is zero. That's what my worth is. And, and I, this is a true fact. I think we've all been through this at some point or go through this as we grow to each level. Like you had talked about everyone leveling up to a different level. So one of my biggest challenges was realizing that first of all, I had everything I already needed without asking someone else's opinion. Like I knew in my, in my intuition what I needed to do and what I, how I wanted to build this community. But, but that comes with a big, but just because my intuition told me I knew what I needed to do doesn't mean that I didn't need to be a student. I needed to be an A number one student to learn from all these women that had already built these huge organizations like Polkadot and E-Women and Fem City. So I asked all around who knows who, you know, I would get online, try and find out who owns them. I would go to events that they were throwing so I could meet the owner and talk to them. And I would just find out everything I needed to do and research everything I needed to do and not reinvent the wheel, right? But then I took specific things that I knew was missing from the marketplace that I knew women needed, which was that visibility piece and getting their 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 brand out there, their marketing message out there, getting their face out there. And I added my flair to it. And whenever I would come across something that didn't land with my values or my integrity and I knew it was off, my intuition would always tell me like, this, not, this doesn't feel right, then I wouldn't do it. But I think that's why we need to use our intuition more and realize that you don't have to ask 27 people what to do about one thing. You already know what you need to do. If you're asking for confirmation, that's one thing. But that slows us down a lot when we're afraid. So we do the ready, fire, aim is what I do. Many people go ready, aim, fire. You'll aim for six months before you ever fire. You have to ready fire. And then aim is just adjusting as you go along. It's like getting those clients, right? Go get those clients and then adjust to figure out what your marketing message is. But it's getting the clarity. That was another thing. I started out in one industry of what I felt I was really strong in with women in corporate and female entrepreneurs are, are my entire community today. So um, that was it. That was getting clarity of message and really understanding who I was serving. So that was another challenge. But then once I figured that out, it was like, oh, now I can just fly everywhere. And you say the same thing over and over again. And some people will say, aren't they, aren't they done with hearing me say the same thing over and over again? I'm like, most no, because probably half the people in the room have never met you. So yeah. doesn't well, matter if the other 50% until have. they need it either. I think <clears throat> mm -hmm. that's a big part. And it's like, like I'll have somebody tell me something a bunch of different times in all these networking groups. And until I'm at that point in my business where that's relevant to me, like I hear it, but I file it away and it's not, like, I need it later. And it's like, oh. but then they say that right thing in that right moment when I need it. And you just never know when that moment's going to be mm -hmm. for the people in your audience. Like you could say the same thing to the same people. 20 times and until they are at the point in their business where that's the current pain point it, it doesn't stick yeah that's true and people yeah. need community so that everyone's aware anyone out there that's looking to build one they crave community and it doesn't have to be a community like mine where it's a membership community and there's you know outline deliverables and things that i do on a regular basis and 
all the events that I have and a whole team that I have. It doesn't have to be a big membership community like that. If you're, say you're a coach and you um, have a, you know, 20 clients that you're working with, that's a community. You know, yeah. you create that community. You can create a community um, anywhere. It doesn't have to be on Facebook. It can be on Meetup, right? There's so many places you can create community and it doesn't have to be by specific rules of what Facebook says. You have to have a group here or a group there. There's You can create it um, by meeting once or twice a month on Zoom. You know, I have a book club that I we meet every single week on Wednesday and that's a community of women that come together to read a specific book every week and it's all personal development and we're always reading books on money and mind mindset. And that's just what the book club is about. So if that's your thing, they show up. And that's the community that I've created just from getting women together that have the same things in common and want to take the same action. I think that was something really powerful that you said there too, that it's like a community doesn't have to be super structured. It can just be a group of people. Like I'm just imagining like if you're a coach and you have 20 clients and if you just do something as simple is maybe like a twice a month, just kind of like group call where everybody's welcome to come and meet the other people and just do it on Zoom. That would probably increase your client retention and satisfaction as well. Because I mean, like if you're getting that benefit, that value out of the community and you're getting value one-on-one -on -one with the coach, like, and that takes you no extra time, right? Like you do like maybe two hours a month on a Zoom call and call it a day. And like, but the value is so huge. I think that's, yeah. I like that. I do that and I do it very successfully. And the, what happens is the women that I coach, they, um, they create relationships with the other women. And so now they're talking offline, they're getting to know each other. Some of them have decided to be accountability partners. Um, and they, they've created these friendships and these bonds. Now they do not want to leave that network. They do not want yep. to leave that community. So it absolutely a thousand percent creates retention. But what it also does is puts everyone together to support each other. And there's so much more support. Like you don't have to be the only person that's offering support to that individual. You now have 19 other people that can offer support to that person. And I have a lot of humility. I don't think I know everything. So if someone else in my group offers some great advice to them and they hear it because they heard it from a different person. That's perfect. You know? Um, so I love it because it's, it's this, um, community of knowledge, this community of strength, and we all give value and we all get value from it. Even me, I grow all the time and get value from my clients. Oh, I know. Like some of the networking groups that I've been in have literally changed my life over the years. Like it, the people yeah. you meet and the relationships that you meet with the people in the community are infinitely more valuable than the actual like person who even created the community in the first place and all these great things they built and put into it. And it's like, those are good, but the relationships I've built have been transformative. And yeah. I think like probably the biggest, you know, you talked earlier about making sure that, you know, you ask for advice and stuff. And I think vulnerability is huge. People ask for advice, but they're not willing to say the things that let someone give you good advice. You know, like you ask for advice on a particular situation, but you don't want to like let them in on your dirty laundry. Like, hey, maybe like I'm doing this thing I know I shouldn't be doing and it's causing me to lose a lot of money. And I don't want to admit that, but I want to ask for advice on an idea I have to fix it instead of like opening up and being vulnerable on the whole thing. And I know that changed things for me. The quality mm -hmm. of advice I got from people when I did that was huge. 
And then I started like some people that I've, I've talked to that have struggled to go ask for advice. They're just not wanting to be vulnerable. It's like, go find a mentor, go find a mentor, go find somebody who has walked that specific path before you and ask their advice. And it's like, when you tell them to do it as a mentor, they're like, Oh yeah, that sounds great. We have this, like the mindset shift towards finding a mentor versus just going and asking someone for advice. For some reason, they can get past the mental block with the mentor thing. So I've used that a few times to get people to do it. I know it helped me. So I totally agree. And I'm just going to challenge your listeners right now to think of their word of the year to be asked. Um, because there's so much you will receive if you just ask. And it, it kind of goes back to the conversation we were having earlier about podcasts. You know, I've had my radio show and my podcast for three years. I've um, interviewed uh, over 400 people and, um, and I do interviews during the week with my members every single Monday, every single Tuesday. So if you add that up, it's probably in the thousands. And I wasn't asking anyone to be on their platform to be interviewed on their podcasts. And 2021 was the year in the beginning, I, you know, put together a business plan and said, I'm going to plan to ask to be on other people's platforms. And I've been on over a hundred podcasts already this year. I have been on more stages that I can even count. Um, and some, you know, th two, three in a day, um, several in a week. And with technology, I never even had to leave my house. I never physically stepped on one stage, but I got so much exposure and it grew my name, my brand and my community. And it's still continuing to do that um, because these are evergreen you know, presentations that still go on and podcasts that are still available for people to listen to. So never underestimate the power of the ask. Yeah, I think that one is really valuable. I know when we were talking before we hit record, like that's one of the things that I've got to do better on myself. That's something I'm going to be working on this next year is actually making those asks to be more present on stuff. And I mean, some of the biggest marketers in the world are telling you that that's the strategy. Like you need to go find these JV partnerships. You need to go reach out to people that can help get you in front of your audience and see how you can help them. You know, it's when email starts being wonky because, you know, Apple's changing things for Apple mail and Facebook ads stop working because of iOS updates. And you just never know when a platform that you're using to get your message out there is going to change something. And your message just stops. I mean, when that iOS update rolled out, I can't tell you how many people I talked to that were like, we were consistently generating, you know, 100 leads a week or something crazy from our ads. And then they made that update. And now we get like two. And it's like your business gets crippled overnight from something that is out of your control. And you're just mm -hmm. stuck. But relationships don't disappear. If you have they relationships don't. with people and they have communities and you have communities and you're participating in communities, like, you're going to survive and weather those storms like that. Yeah. Cultivating relationships is the most powerful thing, no matter how much technology we have. It just allows you to do it easier and faster. Um, you can reach out to anyone that you want. Um, there isn't anyone out there who's an influencer, who is um, someone who we follow, right? That that we might think, oh, they would never answer me. Oh, you'd be, you'd be surprised. Um, one of my clients uh, reached out to Gabby Bernstein through Instagram because she wanted to contact her about a retreat she was having and and wanted some additional information for teaching, you know, bullets. And Gabby Bernstein replied and had a conversation with her over social media. So, um, and that's someone you maybe would never have been able to get in front of 
because maybe you were only in the VIP because you paid for a ticket to go see her, but you never really had a chance to talk to her one-on-one. -on -one. But now with technology, we have that opportunity. So, um, so cultivating relationships is by far the strongest because it's not about the rotating door of getting the wide net, right? I call it putting the wide net where you're getting a lot of clients in and, and, and getting a lot through your lead funnel. Um, but if you're not casting your net as wide and you're really focusing on the net that of the people that are in front of you, then those are the clients that are going to know, like, and trust you and spend the most money with you rather than trying to, you know, get it nice and wide and each person spending a little bit of money. The ones that are in what I would call your inner circle, those are going to be the ones that spend the most money with you over and over again. And I mean, I think that's one of the things I really love about like collaborative content. Like this podcast is an example of collaborative content. Um, I read this book from uh, James, Car James Carberry, Content-Based Networking. And it was like, that's a way to make an ask that opens a door, you know? So you can say like, I'd like to collaborate with you to create any kind of piece of content. It can be a podcast. It could be a video interview. It could be a blog article. You could write a book together. Like there's so many different ways you can create content. You could host a webinar together, whatever that is, but it's an easy way to make an ask and open a door. You know, if there's somebody that you would like to meet, if there's somebody that you want to connect with, if they have an audience you'd like to get in front of, instead of just like being, you know, Hey, I want to talk to your people. Will you promote me? And being very pushy and aggressive. And you can say like, Hey, I would love to interview you, or I would love to create a blog article with you. Like, would you be open to that? And you can build a relationship. And I think like for the people that are afraid to make those asks, it's a really soft way to do it. I mean, like you said, you've been on over a hundred podcasts as a guest, like you have met over a hundred new people that you would not have met if you didn't offer yourself up to be a guest for their podcast. You've made a hundred new relationships off of just showing up and having a conversation. Like yeah. It's such a powerful medium. Absolutely. And, you know, not only that, but also um, having, asking someone if they know anyone, like I'm looking for opportunities to speak on stage to female entrepreneurs. Do you know of anyone that has a stage that would be good, a good fit for me? Right. So maybe it's not you, Christina, that would know who had that stage, but you're like, oh, you know, my friend, she does all these events. Let me just connect the two of you over email and I'll do the introduction and then you guys can take it from there. It's like, thanks, Christina. I appreciate that. So that's all the work you do. And then you walk away from that. And then now I'm in contact with the person that you put me in contact with, never forgetting that you connected me in the first place. So, right. Mm -hmm. So of course, if you have an ask, I'm going to give that back to you in a second, or I probably think about you next week when it's like, oh, you know what? This is a perfect podcast for you to be on. You got to contact Christina. You know, yep. she's, she's going to be the, she's going to be a great host for you. So again, you know, I think that's, it's, it's a lost art, honestly, Christina. Um, but you go all the way back to think and grow rich with Napoleon Hill, 1937, somewhere around there, he wrote the book all the way back then when they were in the, the era of the depression. And he talks about masterminding and asking people, right? So visualizing masterminding, like you talked about getting together in groups with people, brainstorming, asking people for help. I've had big transformations this year in my mastermind that I was in and really just coming clean and saying, this is where I'm struggling. This is what's happening in my business. I, I, I'm at a fork in the road and I need some advice. And getting advice from people that own multiple businesses that have done it before you. And they're going to give you their true advice because they want you to succeed. 
Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I love about the entrepreneurial community in general is it's like, we're typically willing to help each other. Mm-hmm. It's not, it should be a really competitive industry. I mean, but you can meet another entrepreneur who's literally competition with you. And most people will still give advice because, I mean, honestly, most of us, like, without trying too hard, can get more customers Mm. than we can handle pretty easily if you're doing something that people need. So it's like networking with your competitors is a really weird strategy that can work because, like, there's usually something different you know like there's there's, there's a always something different <laughs> christina and it's you yeah. you're what's different and i don't think there's any competition for us out there there's a reason why a burger king is directly across the street from a jack-in-the-box that's directly across the street from a mcdonald's that's directly across the street from a taco bell because you me and four other next door neighbors are going to drive down that same road and each one of us are going to pull into a different one because that of our needs. That is a great analogy. I love that so much. I have tried to explain that to people and I've never had a great way to, ex- I love that. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. Because like I work with people a lot creating content. You know, one of my companies, that's all we do is create content for marketing agencies and their clients. So we make a lot of content. And one of the things I hear a lot is like, well, how do I say something that nobody else has said before? <laughs> it doesn't matter if somebody else has said it because like you're going to come at it with your experience, with your expertise, with your knowledge, and you're going to be speaking to the audience that you like the most. So even if someone else happened to walk your exact same path, they're probably not going to like working with the same clients that you like working with. Mm-hmm. Some people need people that are high energy and very motivated. And like, that's the people that they want to spend all day with. Other people get overwhelmed by those people. They want the quiet people that can put their head down and do work. I mean, everybody's got their thing. Oh, yeah. I repel a lot of people because I am super high energy. I say it like it is. I'm out there. And that attracts people that are action takers, that want to get out there, that are looking for that drive. Other people that are a little bit more reserved, that aren't really sure, they're like, "Mm, I don't know if this is the right energy for me. So, And I've had people tell me, the first time I met you, I was like, whoa, her energy's off the charts. She's not the girl for me. And I was like, well, that's a shame. They said, and then I got to know you and was around you more. And it was like, how could you not want to be in that energy and that vibration? I was like, oh, thank you very much. But I certainly didn't apologize for someone thinking that they didn't like me because we are not here to serve everyone. And we need to remember that your responsibility is not to serve everyone. Your responsibility is to serve the people that need what you offer, period. That is it. And those are the people that you will attract. But if you don't get out there as yourself, if you're not authentic, if you're not confident, if you don't have the mindset of, of, and the desire to win and be successful and exude that presence, everyone else is going to feel that you don't even believe what you're saying. So why would I want to hire you? But when you are sure and you're certain, people want to hire you. Well, I mean, we've had this, I think, trend when everything started going digital, that was kind of what really got lost was the humans, right? So it's like, and then we started saying, oh, we need to humanize the brands a little bit more. And people start coming up with mascots and start, it's like, you have humans. They're in your company right now. If you're a solo producer, you are the human behind your business. Like, come out. You yeah. know, I mean, so many people spend all of this time creating all these like avatar worksheets and buyer persona worksheets. And it's like trying to figure out how to attract the people that they like the most. And it's like, get out, go talk to people yeah. because the one, I wrote like, your target customers are going to be attracted to you. They're going to see you in the corner of a room in person or whatever and be like, 
I want to kind of walk that way. That seems interesting what's happening over there. Mm -hmm. You know, they're going to connect with you and they're going to come to you. Like, instead of you being like, how do I find them? Go, go be a human. Go be a helpful. Like, it's amazing how simple of a strategy that is that everybody overlooks. Like, just go be a helpful human. It's, it's the best advice you can offer. And I, I wrote a book with the help of some other ladies collaborating with me um, on step into the spotlight to expand your influence, to attract the right clients, right? Not just clients, but the right clients. And you're your own secret sauce. Like if you're not doing it, then you just need to give yourself permission to go, right? And, um, and don't hide right? You can't hide. That is not why you were given the skill sets or the purpose or have all, all the wisdom, all the knowledge, everything that you have is what sets you apart. I like, I like to use this analogy, Christina. So you and I go to a concert and we're watching these, these beautiful singers and they're all in white robes. And there's one person in a red robe up there and you're, everyone's looking at that person in the red robe going, why are they in a red robe? What is their part? Why are they different? Why? So all the eyes are staring at the person in the red robe. Not one of us even knows notice anyone in the white robes anymore. Yet everyone tries to put on a white robe every day so that they're not noticed. It's like, and then you wonder why you don't have the business because you're not standing out. We're meant to stand out and be different. That's why we each have a different fingerprint. So be the person in the red robe, you know, stand out and do things your way and do things differently. Who do we notice on social media? The disruptors, the people that are different. You know, we recognize people that have blue hair, Christina, not the ones that have the same color hair, right? So I'm saying that because it's important for us to realize that we are unique, we were created for greatness, and then we choose if we want to move forward with it or not. And it's nobody else's choice but our own. Well, and I think that was a yeah. really, like, as soon as you start talking about the red robe thing, I'm like, immediately me and the blue hair, right? Like, I did this back six years ago, back when we still had physical office space. And I was like, it was scary and weird. And am I going to be professional enough? And am I going to, like... I look, I look professional. I'm a businesswoman. It's fine. Like you can have crazy hair and look weird. But then when everything went online on Zoom, this really cool thing happened. You know, these huge events with thousands and thousands of people are on these big Zoom walls. If you've seen those, you know, covering mm-hmm. the thing. People in the chat were seeing me. I stood out. Mm-hmm. Exactly that. The eyes were on me. And they were messaging me in the chat. Hey, Christina, I see you. And like sending me emails or hitting me up on social media and be like, I saw you in the event. Oh my God, I didn't know you were going to be there. And then like, even one of Pedro's events, they took a screenshot of, or took a picture of like all of that. And they put it up as the background for the Simon page for one of his things. For Simon you Sinek, can see that's me. awesome. And everybody's messaging me like, like almost a year after that has ended because he's still promoting that product. And I'm, in the background on that label. It's like, you just, you stand out. Like people are yeah. so afraid. They're like, Oh, I wouldn't be as brave as you. I couldn't do that. It's like, I've thought about making my hair green or purple or, but like, oh, so you have like, one I, life. Yeah. You I'm have like, one life. Be a weirdo. I mean, mm-hmm. like, I have literally got cat ears over here that sometimes I just want to wear. Cause it just, I think it's feel, great. You know, I mean, be stupid. I've got like, samurai chopsticks I put my hair up in buns with when I'm walking around in public and I mean I used to I'm a very shy person like I even shared with you before this interview that you know I used to hyperventilate if I was having to give a speech like if I had to get in front of people and teach a thing in front of a room full of people I would literally hyperventilate and now I'm running around with blue hair and acting like a weirdo and my business is doing better than it ever has I think the sooner that your audience believes in them 
And the sooner that they believe that what people need is them and not your perfect speech and not your perfect proper um, video that you just did that's edited because you spent, you know, two months and $2,000 to have someone edit it. I'm like one take. I get out there, I do one take. And if I mess up, I just keep going. And it's the authenticity that I get the most compliments on. I love it that you shared with us that, you know, when you showed that you have this side of you that is sometimes crying or upset or angry or struggling because it makes you relatable. And when I can relate to you, then I feel like I'm, I'm connected more to you. So try not to be who you're not, be who you're supposed to be, just like, you know, you just, if you want blue hair, have blue hair. If you want to wear cat ears, wear cat ears. I have a girlfriend that wears different googly eyes and different glasses on everything she does. She wears a tutu on stage physically when she speaks, you know, um, she, and she's six foot tall and was in the SWAT team. So she has all <laughs> kinds of stuff going on. And let me tell you, you never forget her and people want to be in her energy field because she has such a high vibration. Why? Because she's adventurous and she's fun and we can live our lives till our last day and sit there and say, how much money is in my bank account? Great. Um, I wish that I would have gone to Bali, which I've always wanted to do and I never got to do, right? So at the end of the day, you're going to want the people around you that you love the most and what you're going to be talking about are the experiences that you've had. Not how much money is sitting in your bank account, not about anything else. So love the ones that are closest to you. Live the life that you desire. Go do things on your bucket list. And when you're out there doing things and you're happy, Business will be attracted to you. People don't understand that. They think, no, I just have to put my head down and work, 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 work. It's like, get out there and meet people. The more you get out there and meet people, the more you're going to attract people to you, the more money you're going to be able to have, the more experiences you're going to be able to have, the better version of yourself you're going to be able to lean into, and you're going to be able to make a greater impact. And that's yeah. what we're all here to do. And people think they have to put so much effort into marketing to attract new people to them. And it's like instead of trying to attract new customers, why don't you try and create raving fans? You know, because like this, it's a small, that. subtle little difference in wording, but the raving fans are going to be the ones that will go promote you. They're going to refer people to you. Like you don't need a hundred clients. You need 10 that are your raving fans because they will mm -hmm. go find you the other 90. Like if you put that extra attention in and you show up and you're authentic and like, there's so much power to that. And I love it. Yeah. Um, I know we've talked a lot about showing up. I think another good like kind of parting tidbit would be like to fully participate in a community like yours, like the ones that you're in, what advice would you have for someone that, you know, is joining a community to actually make the most out of it? First of all, I want every single one of your listeners to evaluate the communities they're in today. So the communities that you're in today, if you are not participating in them and you just joined because someone told you to join, first of all, evaluate those, knock it down to like maybe your top five communities that you, that you really need to put your effort and time and energy into, right? So stop spreading it so wide and go deep in 2022, not only with relationships, but with the relationships you have in communities and start showing up. There's so many women that have joined my community and I never see them. And even though I have retention touches that I do throughout the entire year, reaching out to them, hey, we haven't seen you. Have you booked your podcast interview yet? I haven't been able to interview you on a member Monday spotlight. 
um, we don't see them all year. And then, you know, annually it comes up, they're like, oh, I didn't even get to participate at all. So I don't want to renew the next year. And you're like, you chose not to participate. There was so many opportunities for you, but you chose not to create the time for it. We don't have the time. We need to create the time to do the things on our priority list. So if you really want to dive in deep into a community, then figure out which ones those are that you know are the right people that are there and go in with the with the observation and the commitment that you're going to create relationships. So don't walk into a networking event like, okay, today I'm going to sell. Boom, 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 boom. It's like, no. How many people can you meet? How many people can you talk to? How many people can you truly create a connection with and walk out of there saying, wow, there was like 58 people there, but those eight people that I met, holy crap, they are so awesome. I'm following up with them right now. And then creating relationships with those eight people. Even if you walk out with three great relationships at a networking event, it's awesome. So try not to spread it too wide. Keep it shallow and go deep into the communities that you're in. And that's the most important thing. Just make sure that they connect with your values and your integrity and that it's the right community for you. And when you feel like it's off, get out. Get out. Don't You don't need to apologize to anyone. If someone says, this isn't the right community for me, I'm like, no problem. Because you only want the people that you're attracting that's the right community for them. And turn your camera on and Zoom. I think that's the biggest thing that I'll have oh, to add to that. Worst. That drives me so crazy. Like I have been it's in other things that other people were leading and I will be the one that calls out and says, yeah. okay, y'all, like you, you're here for a reason. It's time to meet people. Turn your camera yeah. on. I mean, Cause I had to learn that lesson. I was shy or I wouldn't feel like doing my makeup that day or whatever have you. And I would be in these things and I wouldn't turn my camera on and I wouldn't turn my mic on. And like, I would just hide in the chat and just talk to people over there. And I had one really good community at Digital Marketer Elite that I was part of. And I just hid. I just hid. I didn't show up to the calls because I didn't do my homework. And I didn't. And, you know, I just had this moment where I was like, screw it. I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. I'm going. And I started going, even if I didn't do my homework. And everybody just got to laugh at me because I was the one who never did my homework. But it was fine because I still mm -hmm. was able to share advice and make relationships. And it was great. And I still don't do my homework. I'm in there a year and a half later. Um, still don't do the stuff, but have a blast. You know, it's like I unmute my mic, I turn my camera on. I have made relationships that have literally changed my life numerous times just from doing that. Like it yeah. completely changed my entire trajectory in my business just from turning on the camera and unmuting and participating in the conversations instead of hiding. Like I even got one of like the people that I look up to the most. We had this moment on one of the calls where I did something really cool for someone else in the group and I had, I wasn't going to go. I didn't have my makeup on. I didn't even have my contacts and I was wearing my like granny glasses and like still in my PJs and everything, my Jack Skellington PJs. I was like, I'm just going to, I'm going to go. I'm going to follow my own advice. I know I need to do this. And I showed up and we had this amazing moment where like I helped this woman in like 10 minutes accomplish something big. Mm -hmm. And then my mentor was in the room and somebody I look up to and he was like, Wow. Christina and I've got the recording from what he said about me and I can use it as a testimonial. I would, I looked like a dumpster fire. Like I looked, but I went and that amazing thing happened. And so it's like, now I'm just, I'm so all about turn your camera on, come off mute and talk. Yeah. That word show up means show up. So be present, I guess is, you know, what the weight that it carries and be present. I can't tell you how many people I watch on Zoom, um, their eyes moving back and forth. They're not 
they're not even, you know, I've called people out. My clients, I'll call them out in a second and say, okay, hold on for a second. Uh, right now, so-and-so is uh, emailing. So what, let us know when you're finished and then we'll go ahead and uh, keep moving. And they're just like, all of a sudden they stop and look at me because they don't think I can see, but you can tell their eyes are moving and they're not paying attention yeah. or, I'm you know, they're typing that or whatever it is. So, you know, it's like, if, if that's more important to you, then you shouldn't be here right now. Right. So be present, show up, be in the moment for what you're attending. You have plenty of time to do your emails after if you've blocked this out on your schedule and this is why you're here. Right. So um, I, I actually think it's super rude to have a camera off and never I never do it in anything that I attend, because to me, it's like if I'm standing on stage, it would be like someone in the audience just turning their chair backwards and facing the back wall and not even paying attention to yep. me. And that's how it feels when you're a speaker. That's how it feels when you're the person presenting because you need the vibration from and the energy from the audience or it's just like crickets. And it's really hard to keep that vibe high if nobody's paying attention to you and all the cameras are off. Yeah. I mean, it's like yeah. etiquette in Zoom meetings versus online. It's like we've forgotten how to be in a room with people. Like you would not, like if you were sitting in a conference room in a business meeting and you were just looking down at your phone and texting or staring out the window and like you would be fired. Like mm -hmm. nobody would want you in that meeting anymore. You would be, but for some reason it's okay in the zoom world, which is just the etiquette side of it is so weird. Like I met one guy, he said that what he does, even when he does webinars and stuff, he will tell people, if you don't have your camera on within the next five minutes, I will give you time to compose yourself or whatever while we do some initial stuff. But in five minutes I am booting everybody that does not have their camera yeah. on. It's like, and he said I'm, he I'm, does it. He sticks to it. And he said there's I'm, usually like there might be one person. And he said when he boots that first person, everybody's cameras come on. <laughs> yeah. Well, because then he's standing behind his word. My son-in-law actually, um, or it was my son. I'm like, which one is it? I have seven kids, so it's hard to remember. Oh. My son actually said to me, um, he said he was running a meeting. And, um, and this was when pandemic had just started. And he said that a lot of the employees, because he was managing all these employees, they would show up with their cameras off. And he said, I'm just going to assume if your camera's off that you're not paying attention from this point forward. And, uh, and then the next meeting, all the cameras were on. So again, if, if you call it out and you assume that, because you would never do it physically if they were having a meeting in the office, you would never yeah. ignore the person that was presenting. Everyone would be present and paying attention. So what gives you the right to do that just because you're not physically in front of that person in an office? So there's a lot of etiquette and it, and it goes with making relationships too, you know? Yes, technology allows us to ping people, to send Facebook messages, to text people, um, to do all of that. But, you know, phone calls are cool. Like there's this thing called a phone and your phone actually rings and it can make outbound calls, right? So you can call someone, you could, you know, leave a Facebook, Facebook message, voicemail, you know, where you voice text someone. There's a lot of things that you can do that are more personal um, instead of just like liking someone's post. Oh yeah, I totally nurture that person. I like every post that she puts out there. It's like, well, so do you and 20,000 other people that that person doesn't yeah. know that. That's not, that's not cultivating a relationship, you know? I think that is so powerful. I know I have kept you way longer than I meant to. Um, wrapping it up, tell us more about you. How can someone come find you? Who do you like to work with? I know you've got your consulting business and then you've got, you know, your community. So tell us a little bit about 
both and where to find you. Yeah, I'm glad that you asked that. And thank you for giving me this opportunity to share that with your listeners. Um, You know, I'm just a lady that's married to the love of her life. We have seven kids. We have 11 grandkids. So I have a very big family and I love, you know, with, with all my heart, bringing people together. And that's what I love the most, creating community. So if you want to be in my community, if you want to figure out how to be in my inner circle or hang out with me, um, I'm at Lead Up For Women everywhere on social media. You can also connect with me at ColleenBiggs.net or LeadUpForWomen.com. Um, you can. I would love for people to connect with me on LinkedIn for me to get to know you better. Again, it's Colleen Biggs. Um, that's where you can find me. Yeah, I'm happy to... Um, you can go to innercirclewithcolleen.net. There's so many places you can find me um, so that you can connect with me. Facebook, Instagram, all of those are great places. And I will make sure those links are wherever you are watching this video from on the internet. Those links will be somewhere near it. So definitely go take a look and I'll make sure all of those are there. Thank you again for coming. I think this has been a great conversation. I think there are so many nuggets for somebody who's either starting a community or trying to yeah. participate more fully in the communities that they're in. So I hope everybody got a lot of value out of that. I think it was great. Thank you so, so, so much. Thanks, Christina. I enjoyed being here. You're a wonderful host. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. And entrepreneurs, guys, this is your call to take action. Go check out her community. Go check out her site. And then go check out etatoday.zone to learn more about how to build a business that enables your lifestyle instead of taking over your life. Until next time, guys.